Monday, July 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Paul, the Indians are two and one after the first three games of the season, and Cookie's back. Uh, it, it can't get much better than that on a Sunday, walking away with a, a 9-2 victory and getting one of your key starters back uh, for the first time in, in more than a year, taking the mound. Uh, Carrasco got out there, and and really it looked like the, the cookie that we have come to know and love out there on the mound. Yeah, Joe, I thought he was really impressive. First pitch was 95 miles an hour. You know, in his last start of his finals tune-up uh, before this game, the inter-squad game, you know, he said he really liked his uh, tempo and rhythm, and it looked like he, he carried that over into this start. And he was helped by Jose Ramirez uh, hitting two home runs in the game. The first two Indians home runs of the year, the offense sort of broke out of things. Again, it was against a, a Royals bullpen game where I, they, they started throwing guys out there that you've never heard of before. And the Indians took advantage of that, obviously. But, you know, for the offense to come around and, and have a night where, you know, they're, they're sending guys up there, they're extending innings and, and taking, advantages of, taking advantage of miscues in the field, by the Royals' defense, uh, it looked good, and it looked like uh, you know what what you'd hoped the offense would look like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, definitely, and uh, you know, especially after the first two games, you know, where they scored four runs and went uh, three for seventeen with runners in scoring position, you know, kind of lost that game. It's the Saturday game on the on the uh, you know the uh, the coronavirus uh, in, induced uh, extra inning rule and. Uh, We'll, we'll get into the automatic runner uh, a, a little bit later in this, uh, this podcast. Yeah. But, and, but I, I really thought that, you know, they came around and this was the offense you expect. Uh, Jose Ramirez, it's great to see him off to a hot start. You know, that was a big fear, I think, with a lot of Indians fans. Not fear, but a concern that he would, uh, you know, go into one, start the season one of those cold spells. But he certainly, you know, he swung the bat and swung it aggressively. One home run to the right field, home run to the left field. He looked, uh, he looked right dead on. You know, he looked locked in right now. 13th multi-homer game of uh, uh, Ramirez's career and the fifth time that he's homered from both sides of the plate in the same game. So uh, he did look locked in. I, I noticed that in that, that final at-bat, even though he struck out in his last at-bat, uh, he hit a foul ball down the right field line. And I, I just remember thinking to myself, boy, if he's, if he's you know, Knowing that pitch is coming and swinging it like that, uh, you know he looked locked into me, and and that's a good thing. The one that the one that the Indians fans are going to be concerned about right now is as uh, Francisco Lindor. He he did come through with an RBI double uh, in in Sunday's game, drove home Ramirez with that RBI double to left field, but uh, Frankie really scuffling right now at the plate. Two hits in in the first three games, and and not looking like the Francisco Lindor at the plate that that we've all, you know, sort of come to expect. Yeah, it, it's interesting, Joe. I mean, you know, I think the obvious point is, is he pressing because he's been dropped to the number three spot. And uh, you could tell, you know, he's, he's played excellent defense. So, you know, it's not, he's not taking it out to the field. But, you know, after that double, he made kind of a, a, a base running mistake too, running to third base on a ball hit right in front of him, an easy, you know, he, an easy victim in a rundown, and may have cost him a run. Another, obviously they didn't need it because Domingo Santana followed with a single. So, 
you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you could tell he's, he's off to a, a slow start, and especially since he swung the bat so well in spring training, too. Right, yeah. He's, Terry Francona doesn't sound concerned about Frankie or Carlos Santana, who, who both sort of are, are off to slower starts. But, uh, you know, it's, it's not like he has the ability to be super patient with everybody in the lineup. But those, those are two guys that you would expect him to be, you know, more than patient with at, at this point in the season. Yeah, you know Santana is hitting number four, and I don't, has he got a hit yet? I don't know if he's got I, a hit yet. I don't know. I I believe no, so. I believe. No, is he? He didn't get a hit tonight, average. right? Today? No, I, I don't so, believe so. Yeah, he's hitless in three he's, games, and that's you know, I mean we've seen that from Santana before. We've seen slow starts from Santana. What we haven't seen is a slow start from uh, Ramirez, and I mean uh, Lindor, and as a. Uh, you know, Frank Kona said, if, if the Indians are going to win, he's got to hit. And, uh, right. you know, I mean, he is a key component to this, to this team. Now, I don't know if you, you know, how far do you go? You go, you know, maybe 10, 15 games in, do you mix up the, uh, the top four guys, put him back in the leadoff spot? Uh, I think they got to, they, they got to roll this out for a while, you know, just see how this works. You made the decision, you got to stick with it for, you know, for at least you got to give it a chance. Right, and and Cesar Hernandez hasn't done anything in that leadoff spot to make you want to change things. He's been on base, he's scored runs, he's he's done everything you want except get down a uh, a bunt in the uh, the Saturday evening game uh, that that really sort of cost them in in that game. But otherwise, Cesar Hernandez has been as advertised. He's been on base, he's he's hit the ball, and and he's run the base as well. Uh, let's hear from Terry Francona on. Uh, Sunday's game and just uh, having Carlos Carrasco back in the lineup, the way the offense sort of came around and his uh, ability to get everybody in and, and get everybody on the field, at least for a, an inning or so. Uh, and what that means to the ball club as well uh, in this first weekend. Well, and, and you can come up with every reason every time somebody throws, but thought he established his fastball early. And then when he does that off of that comes the off speed. And it really gave him a hard time. And that was, that was really good to see. Um, I thought we came out with really good energy. You know, after a tough day yesterday, a tough loss, you know, today's going to be a hot one. I thought our guys really had good energy and good intent and kind of kind of kept after them. And again, there's a couple pitchers that haven't pitched. They will. But for the most part, everybody's at least touched the field or pitch run or played a game or, you know, done something. That's the idea. Um, and those other guys will get in soon enough, I guarantee you. But uh, it's nice to spread a game out a little bit where you can get guys in there and get guys off their feet a little bit. Well, I mean, I thought they did a good job of swinging at strikes. Now, the the breaking ball that we saw today was different than yesterday's too. I mean, some you can't sometimes you can't replicate the way a guy was throwing that breaking ball was. I understand that we have to be more disciplined. It's easier said than done. Today we were getting some more breaking balls that were up in the zone and and not as hard and down and out of the zone as we saw yesterday. I actually couldn't, and I don't mean that disrespectfully. I think he looked to me like he was just taking the ball to go win. And 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 I mean that as a compliment. Um, I, I mean that as a compliment, though. I don't mean ho-hum. I just mean I think he was very professional about it. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't come up with a reason not to to want to see that. You know, we know Frankie and, and Carlos are going to get hot, so that'll help. Um, in the meantime, I thought Domingo swung about really well today. Um, you know, early on, Fran Mill, you know, he's, he's slicing that ball, you know, he, going the other way to right field for a base hit to get us on the board. Um, there's a lot of good things today. Well, I don't know that you're ever going to – I mean, you know, a guy getting three hits, I don't know that you can count on that every night. But he's a guy that can get hot and, shoot, he has the ability to carry the top of the order, um, you know, when he gets hot. So that's – you know, I don't want to get in his way. We, we'd like to give him a chance to get hot. All right, those are Terry Francona's thoughts on the game. And, uh, you know, just to double back on the, the Carlos Carrasco uh, outing, uh, it, really just to see everything that he's been through. And, and we sort of made the point to, to Tito. Uh, we said, hey, are we making more of this than, than really you or, or Cookie is, is sort of making this out to be, you know, his journey back to the, to the starting rotation? And Tito said, uh, you know, to his credit, he, he said, I'm, I'm, I don't mean any disrespect, but it just looked like a, a normal start for, for Cookie going out there, grabbing the ball and looking like he wanted to win. Yeah, what he retires 10 straight to open the game, gives up a double in, in the fourth and, uh, you know, just, you know, struck out 10 guys. I mean, you know, that, that looked like uh, the Carrasco of old. And uh, right. hopefully, you know, he wasn't doing it against the 27 Yankees, obviously. And, you know, <laughs> the, the Royals didn't have uh, some of their top guys in there. But uh, that's still, uh, it's still encouraging to see that. And especially – you know, following the way Bieber and uh, Clevenger pitched. I mean, those three games, I mean, the Indians' rotation, I mean, they put – that was like they put up – they struck out 30 guys in 19 innings, and uh, the three of them, Bieber, Clevenger, and Carrasco, uh, posted a 1.89 ERA. I mean, that's good enough. You should sweep that series. Yeah, that's not that that that's not bad uh, for for your starting rotation. I think a lot of teams would take that at, at this point right now. Uh, let's hear from Carlos Carrasco and and just what he had to say after his first start since May thirtieth of twenty nineteen. You know what? My emotion was really strong today because pretty much you know you guys know my last start was on May thirty, so I just wait for this moment uh, was today that I feel pretty good, man. Um, Keeping my emotion down, I just think about the way uh, I got a pitch that uh, was the kid uh, today because just getting here this morning to the stadium, I was so, so happy, you know, to get him back to, to the rotation. Uh, there was Kerbal. Um, between Kerbal and Chania, that was the most uh, uh, important today. Well, before I throw those two pitches, I just come in my fastball. Uh, I know those guys that was... Uh, for the first two games, it was uh, really aggressive, and uh, Shane Bieber pitched in the first game. He, he got a lot of strikeout, forcing strikeout with a fast one in curveball. And um, I just think uh, for the second for the second game, that's what they're looking for. And uh, Mike Clevenger did the opposite way. And today, I just kind of missed a little bit, but I saw that I, I saw something like getting some good swing or something like that, just uh, looking for fast, I just went to the breaking balls. You know what I think? <clears throat> I think um, I've been going through a lot, but for me, I just I just think uh, different different things. So I never put anything uh, really, you know. I mean, 
any, sorry, I never put anything really bad in my mind. So just always something good. And that's what I did. That's what I did from day one to now. And uh, even for my last star, um, between us, uh, I feel my command really good. And today it was even better. It, it was different because we're facing a different team. For those days, I was facing my, my, my own team, so it's completely different. And uh, today, I was a little bit more aggressive than uh, my last start, man. You know what? I think that's a good sign, man. Uh, like I said before, we got good rotation, man. And uh, you guys know, and uh, we know, we strike out a lot of people. I like to strike out a lot of people, too. So that's what happened today. I got 10 strike out. But before that, I just need to command my pitches. And when, when I have those pitches working really good, so... It's, it's really got to get him, you know, to get him on top of the ball, man. All right, Paul, the White Sox uh, come into town uh, beginning Monday night, and they've got Luis Robert, the, the sensational rookie that we're, we're hearing all about. Uh, he hit another home run on Sunday. Uh, looks like he's going to be a, a tough guy to deal with. Uh, they're also battling a bit of the injury bug uh, as well, Eloy Jimenez. Uh, crashed into the wall, and, and he, he was removed from the game on Sunday. So we don't know what his status is going to be for the series. But uh, just looking ahead to what the, the White Sox are going to bring, what, what, what are we expecting? This is one of the, the teams that the Indians have to be better than. Yeah, uh, this is, you know, this is a team that uh, lost 89 games last year, but still, uh, you know, went 11 and, and 8 against the Indians. This is an emerging team. Um, you know, uh, they're going to, you know, they, they're, they're loaded. They're, they've got uh, Yoan Moncada with like 344 against the Indians last year. Jose Abreu, you know, had, had big numbers against the Tribe. Um, and uh, their pitching has kind of got off to a, a shaky start. I think what they lost two out of three to the Twins over the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, so they'll, they'll be facing, um, you know, Dylan Cease. Uh, on, on Monday night, uh, Carlos Rodon, Rodon, who's coming off uh, Tommy John, and uh, Lucas Giolito uh, on uh, Wednesday, who is their ace. So yeah, that, uh, that Wednesday game is going to be fun to watch. That's uh, Giolito and Bieber. That that should be a, a a real good matchup. Yeah, and Giolito got knocked around against the Twins his first time out. Uh, for so uh, you know. We'll see, but he is he last year he pitched well against the Indians, so it's going to be a really a, I think it's going to be a good test for the tribe and uh, just to see how they deal with an you know kind of a team that that has got their eye set on them and uh, you know that that are gunning to uh, replace the Indians as one of the best teams in the American League Central. Right, and we'll we'll know more about this Indians club after that uh, series against Chicago. And then, you know, of course, they head out on the road after that. So for their first road trip of the year. And, you know, we'll learn even more about them after that. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump into some questions here. We, we've got a few from our, our listeners and followers on, on Indian subtext. Uh, Cleveland.com slash subtext. It's $3.99 a month to join and get texts from Hoinsey and myself regarding the, the Indians and, and everything that we learn, you get that first on Indian subtext before we tweet it out, before we post it in a story here on cleveland.com. Uh, what do we have from the listeners on subtext? Uh, Joe, we've got um, a question here from, uh, from uh, Dick Banda and Pepper Pike. Uh, 
start the extra inning with a man on second base to speed up the game. Why not put a man on third base? To be fair, why not put a man on first? It's still an advantage over having to earn a base runner. But how, do, how does our pitcher get charged with the loss? He had nothing to do with putting the runner on base. MLB did. MLB should suffer the loss. Right. I, uh, James Karinchak suffers uh, in the, the loss, and he, without the benefit of the Royals even getting an official at-bat in that game, because the inning ended with uh, Roberto Perez throwing out uh, a runner, try, I believe it was uh, Nicky Lopez, trying to steal uh, second base. So L- Lopez had walked, uh, tried to steal second base, and after the sacrifice bunt and the sacrifice fly, the third out of the inning was him caught stealing. Uh, no official at bat. That's a, kind of a, a weird statistical anomaly that Karen Chak uh, is the first Indians pitcher to lose due to the the automatic runner. Look, this rule is here for to to protect teams and to protect the players. It's not in place to give advantages to any one club or any you know situation one way or another. Both teams have a shot at this. With you know the Indians did come up to the, to bat in the bottom of the 10th with Greg Allen starting the game at second base, they just didn't execute the way that uh, Kansas city did. I think that 10th inning should be, you know, bunt and try to sack fly or, or, you know, or a ground out to the, to the right side to try to get that run home. I, if you execute, then you should get that run. I I think that's, that's not a problem. Uh, There's not a lot of blame to go around here, but uh, the Indians players, uh, Mike Clevenger didn't like it after the game. He called it uh, Little League, and he said, you know, this isn't perfect game, which is that high school uh, showcase circuit. Uh, he, he said it's not like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in the beer leagues in softball. That's how they end softball uh, tournament games, by putting a runner out there. Uh, I don't know. I, I understand why it's in place, and you just got to adjust to it, I guess. Yeah. What, was, uh, what did you make of uh, Terry Francona's strategy, Joe? What, what, what did you – take from his explanation well he didn't have Bradley Zimmer bunting he had Bradley Zimmer swinging away and I can understand why I mean Bradley Zimmer could end the game with the way he's been going since uh since spring uh, summer training camp started Bradley Zimmer could have ended that game with one swing of the bat and I, I I can understand that but once Bradley Zimmer got hit on the foot and was at first base then Cesar Hernandez had to get a bunt down and he didn't execute. We mentioned it earlier. He, he just did not execute that play and, you know, wound up – what did he wind up striking out? Yeah, he struck so out, took a call. He, he struck out. I, I – yeah, in that situation. And, and the funny thing is I turned to everybody in the press box, and at that very moment I said, hey, you know, I wrote a story about a month ago about how Cesar Hernandez should improve the Indians' bunting in this very situation <laughs> and sure enough he goes and and <laughs> strikes out and can't get the bunt down i mean the, the funny thing is at this point greg allen would have been the guy that you would have sent up there if if you didn't have cesar hernandez in years past and greg allen was notoriously bad at getting that bunt down so yeah i i i don't know i yeah and i i was thinking mike freeman but you know the, the would he pitch hit you know, Freeman for Zimmer, but, you know, I kind of agree with you with Zimmer's got a chance to, to end the game or hit a double or something like there. And, and Tina was saying like their Kansas city bunt defense was playing really tight. Yeah, they were up. And and for sure. If, and if you don't get that ball far enough away from Salvador Perez, 
you, you've seen he's, he's one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball. Uh, he, he's throwing out base runners left and right. The Indians didn't do a lot of running in this whole series because Salvador Perez, even though he's off, coming back off of Tommy John surgery, he's still able to throw guys out. Yeah, and I thought, you know, um, uh, Greg Holland was – he was lights out, man. I mean, he, he goes through the top of the order, three switch hitters. He turns them all around, makes them all hit left-handed, and, and strikes out Hernandez, Ramirez, and Lindor for the save. That's a save. That's a big league save. Right yeah, you, you earned that one for sure. Yeah, so, okay, and uh, here's our next question. Um, uh, this is from Dale Ohian. I'm, I'm, I'm butchering that name, but it's from just Peter. go with, just go with Dale. Da Dale's David. Fine. Okay. I didn't even say the, the guy's first name, right? This is from David from Peoria. My question and frustration is with the tribes hitters. Uh, is my, my, my question and frustration with the tribes hitter hitters is their approach. Other than Santana, most seem to chase poor pitches and have poor discipline, especially with runners in scoring position. Is this a player thing, a team thing, or poor management by the hitting coach? Well, I think, you know, every hitter is going to have a different approach individually, but you saw in Sunday's game, Framil Reyes in his first uh, at-bat uh, send a pitch to right center field into the, you know, a, or I'm sorry, to the right side of the infield uh, for a, an RBI base hit. Uh, Domingo Santana, the same thing. I think uh, – Terry Francona mentioned that Francisco Lindor's swing looks a little long right now. looks like he's trying to do too much all at once. So, yeah, each guy has his own individual approach. I don't think it's like a, a sort of a team thing. But just, just seeing the difference between Friday and Saturday and Sunday's game, uh, the Indians definitely didn't look – as aggressive, they looked uh, at the plate early. They, they looked like they were sort of looking to look for a pitch, hit it in a place where they knew they could take advantage of it, and, and that's what they got. They, it, Terry Francona said the, the breaking ball that they were facing from um, Singer, Brady Singer, on Saturday night was completely different than the one that they faced from uh, Ronald uh, Banyolos, uh, the, the, the guy who, who pitched the opener for the uh, – the, the Royals on Sunday. Yeah, I thought Reyes' hit was the key to the whole game, Joe. Uh, in the first inning, they're two outs. You know, they, they've got two outs. Uh, they're up one. Uh, you know, they're, they're you know you're wondering if they're going to get a big hit uh, in, in, with runners in scoring position. Or is, are, is there a carryover from uh, Friday and Saturday night? And and you expect him to be swinging from his heels. He's a big guy. He's going to try to hit the ball out. And I think is that the game where the the, the pitch where that the bat where he hit the ball the the long foul ball down the left field line it was just right foul. it was it was after the the challenge call uh, of a, a a long a fair foul on the home run or not home run that that he hit it would have been a three run homer yeah uh, had it been fair but uh, it was rule foul and it was foul it was it was a good uh, good challenge good review. Yeah, and I just thought, okay, this guy's going to be swinging. He's going to try to do the same thing, and he shortens his swing. He goes to right field. He drives in a run, and then from there, you know, it's just snowballs. And I think, you know, I think it made people relax. It made the rest of the lineup relax. Okay, we got to run. We got to run in with a runner in scoring position and two outs, and uh, they just kind of rolled from there. Now, obviously, they were facing a bullpen game, 
you know, they're going to face a bunch of hitters, I mean, a bunch of different pitchers. The, the Royals were, sh- were short in the rotation, and they had basically used their, their top uh, relievers on Saturday. You know, when Ian, uh, when Ian Kennedy went two innings, your closer, you know, when he relieved the starter in the, uh, in the sixth inning, you knew he was done. So, you know, you knew you were going to kind of face the, uh, the underside of the Royals bullpen today. But uh, it, was, it was good to see the Indians kind of change their approach, you know, get some hits, pile up a lot of hits, and then Ramirez starts hitting the ball out of the park. And so you get the best of both worlds. Right. The singles by Reyes and Domingo Santana were the first two-out RBI hits of the season for the Indians. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the postgame podcast on Cleveland.com. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, the White Sox in town beginning Monday. You'll be there for, for all three games. Uh, looking forward to, to seeing the, uh, the Indians get pushed a little bit, get, get some, some competition in here, and, uh, and really uh, we'll, we'll start to get a better picture of what they're going to do this season, uh, hopefully down the line. Yeah, it's going to be exciting, Joe, just to see, okay, can, you know, Savali and uh, Plesak are going to get their first starts. Can they, uh, you know, take the baton from uh, Clevenger and Bieber and Carrasco and keep this thing going with the rotation and give the, give the Indians a chance to, uh, you know, win, you know, to win this series. All right. We'll find out later on this week here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Good to talk to you, Paul. And we'll check in with you again tomorrow. 